Welcome to the First Take Podcast, brought to you by Craig's Power Equipment, locally owned, family run right here in Colorado Springs on the corner of Wasatch and Vermahoe. And this afternoon, I'm being joined by Broncos writer for the Gazette, George Stolia. George, how are you t- uh, doing today? I'm great, Justin. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty good. It's a little chilly, but I... But other than that, uh, we're okay. Doing better than I think uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos are doing at this point. And if my first question to you, what is your uh, opinion of the start to the first half of this season for the Broncos? Well, it's definitely been disappointing, Justin, that's for sure. I mean, when you talk about the expectations coming into this season and what the Broncos had intended, I know there's some people out there with Super Bowl hopes, but, you know, for me, and, and I think a lot of other people, that the, the, you know, the potential was the playoffs, right? That was what, uh, you know, everybody thought this team could do. When you trade for Russell Wilson, you bring in an offensive-minded head coach that, you know, I know a lot of people want him to be fired right now, but he was a hot commodity back when they hired him. I mean, everybody applauded that hire uh, back in January of last year. So I think it's been disappointing. You, you, you see the lack of points when they promised, you know, they were going to be a high-flying, explosive offense, something we haven't seen in Denver really since the Peyton Manning years, uh, you know, it's been a, a major disappointment. You look at the record sitting at 3-6, and six, uh, you know, I think they have a 3% chance, the last I checked, on making the playoffs. So I guess there's some hope there. Uh, but it's definitely been a disappointment so far. And I know they continue to say they think they can get things turned around here in the back half of the season. But uh, it's going to be tough when you look at the schedule and you've Still got the Chiefs twice. You have to go to Baltimore. Uh, I know everybody says the Panthers are bad, but they're kind of a scrappy team right now. Uh, that's won a couple games lately. Uh, you still got the Rams. I know they have them playing well, but they are still the defending Super Bowl champions. So you, you've got some tough games still left on the schedule. So it's going to be tough to turn things around, especially quickly here in the back half of the season. Looking at the offense, what's the biggest problem? Is it the player Russell Wilson? Is it the play calling of Justin Otten and uh, head coach Nathaniel Hackett? I mean, what is it? You know, I, I think it's a combination of things. I know that's not what everybody wants to hear, and I think that's part of the, the issue with, with trying to find answers, right, is, is it's not just one thing. I think you can point to, to play calling with Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, you can point to Russell Wilson statistically having, you know, the worst uh, you know, year of his career right now. Uh, and then I think you can also point to personnel. I mean, you look – at that Broncos offensive line right now, uh, mm-hmm. and it's completely decimated. I mean, you look at the injuries they've had up there. I believe this weekend, if if Tom Compton uh, starts, you know, on the right side over there, and it sounds like he may be back this week, uh, I think it'd be their sixth or seventh different starting offensive line combination that they have this season, and that's just not good for offensive line play. So you're injured up front uh, at receiver. You're injured at receiver, right? You're down Jerry Judy right now. I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, K.J. Hamler hasn't been able to stay healthy. Cortland Sutton in his last 20 games only has one touchdown. So you just don't have some of the playmakers there out out at receiver. And then at running back, you lose Javante Williams early in the season, uh, and they just have not been able to to replace that production. So I I wish I could sit here and say, it's this, you got to fix this, uh, and everything will be better. But I think it's a combination of things, and that's why, again, Going back to this back half of the season, I, I understand that they think that they can turn things around, but uh, they've got a lot of holes to plug uh, in their boat right now, and I don't think that 
uh, they're going to be able to, to do that when you consider the personnel problems, uh, the head coaching problems, and the play calling. And then also I, I just think Russell is just not playing his best ball right now. You posted a stat on your uh, Twitter feed called YOLO Throws. That's Y-O-L-O for our listeners. And you said Russell Wilson is leading the league in that stat. Explain to our audience what YOLO throws are. Yeah, so it's actually a stat that was uh, uh, invented by Mina Kimes, who works for ESPN. She does a great job over there. Uh, And YOLO means uh, you only live once. So it's basically throws uh, that are are kind of just jump balls. Uh, And I believe it's less than 33% chance of of expectancy of, of being caught. So basically low percentage uh, catch rate. So you're, you're kind of just throwing the ball up and hoping you're, you know, somebody makes a play with it. Yeah, the 50 uh, 50 balls. To, yes, yeah, like 50 50 balls. That's a good way to put it. And, and Russell leads the league. I, I want to say it's 32 or 33, uh, you know, uh, YOLO throws this year. I don't know how many he's completed. I believe it's a very low percentage. Uh, but it, it, what I said was it's, it's, it's not surprising, right? Because mm-hmm. You, you, you look at some of the throws he's made this year, it seems like he's forcing things down the field. Uh, it seems like a lot of times when plays break down, he scrambles out of the pocket and takes a shot deep. I mean, you think about, you know, this last week against the Titans, I can think of at least three or four throws that he threw uh, that should have been intercepted, uh, and they were deep down the field type throws. So uh, when you look at that, that's, that's what that kind of tells me. He's playing a little bit reckless, and I again, I don't know if that's, just how Russell Wilson plays. I think historically he's not thrown uh, that many. I know he's, he's been high on that list before, but uh, I think it's also partially he's just trying to make a play. And, and right now uh, the Broncos haven't really had any of those big plays. So I, again, I think it's partly on him and it's partly probably also on play calling and, and what they're trying to do offensively. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the weather is starting to change and old man winter It's breathing down our necks, so I want you to do something to get ready for the arrival of Old Man Winter. Head over to Craig's Power Equipment, your local authorized outdoor power equipment dealer serving Colorado Springs. Right now, Craig's is carrying brands like Toro and Honda Snowthrowers. Also, Snow X Plows and Sanders are in stock, along with Honda Generators, which are 5% off. At Craig's Power Equipment, all purchases are serviced on site and ready to go, and all warranties are handled locally. See Craig's Power Equipment, the corner of Wasatch and Vermijo in Colorado Springs. With the uh, depth really eaten up in that wide receiver room, can we expect to see a lot of Greg Dolchich this week, and will he become more of a focal point of the offense, especially with the uh, Raiders coming into town Sunday? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I expect him to see a lot of action this Sunday and really the rest of the season. I mean, he does some things uh, that really opens up the offense and gives them some options down the middle, especially you know up the seam and, and those sorts of things. So I expect to see a lot of him this weekend. I think you're also going to see some other wide receivers that we haven't seen a ton of this year. I mean, Kendall Hinton's probably going to have to play. Uh, you've got Jalen Virgil, the undrafted rookie, who scored his first touchdown last week. I think he'll play quite a bit. Uh, Montreal Washington, who they drafted, will probably play quite a bit. So they're going to have to rely on some guys uh, some really young guys. I mean, I just mentioned three rookies. When you talk about Greg Dulcich, Jalen Virgil, and Montrell Washington, you know, all three of those guys are going to see the field 
probably more than they have all season on Sunday. Uh, but definitely Dulcich is a guy that, you know, even, you know, beyond this year, he's a guy that I don't think they've really had at tight end. I mean, I know Noah Fant uh, was a nice player and he did some nice things, but I think Dulcich has a little bit more upside. He's shown some things uh, in the blocking game even. I know he still needs to get better there, but in terms of a pass catcher, they haven't had a guy like this in a while. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of him. And you, you talk about the Raiders, you know, pass defense. Uh, they've been one of the worst in the leagues. I think they're, their average is giving up a 107 passer rating, which is the highest in the NFL. Uh, and for example, and for context, Patrick Mahomes this year has a 105 passer rating, which mm. is the highest in the NFL. So uh, you're talking about a defense that's let quarterbacks have their best games of the season against them. So you could see Russell Wilson maybe finally hitting a groove. And, and you think back to that week four loss, that was arguably one of their best offensive performances of the season. So, Absolutely. Uh, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be shocking if they go out there and actually score some points this week. What's the status of the locker room? Are, are they still together as a team? I know we get a lot of questions from fans about that. Is the locker room, is the team still together? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to tell sometimes. It's definitely – it was a weird vibe after the, the Titans game. You could tell that the offense was uh, – you know, had, had reached, you know, probably their peak frustration of the season uh, and, and were really down after that loss. And the defense, I think, has kind of reached a point where they said, you know, we're doing our job. Uh, and, you know, we're not going to sit here and, and pout about, you know, losing these games. So I, I think for the most part they've stayed together. And I think people need to also remember, you know, a lot of these guys, the veteran guys that have been on the team, they've been through this before. This mm-hmm. is nothing new to them, these type of seasons. And so, which is, you know, a tough That's reality, not good. A tough thing to, <laughs> right, exactly. It's a tough thing for them to swallow. And so I, I think that they've kind of accepted uh, you know, I don't want to say they've accepted defeat. I'm not saying they're giving up on the season. I think in the NFL, it's it's tough to do that just because, you know, guys are playing for contracts, right? Uh, you think about some of these guys that are going to be free agents after this season. They need to play good football uh, to get the money that they want. So I'm not saying they're giving up, but it's definitely a feel of, uh, I think, reality is maybe starting to set in in that locker room and realizing that maybe they're not going to reach the playoffs. Now, that's not everybody. Uh, in that locker room, but I definitely think it, it's definitely, it, you know, these last couple of weeks, uh, it's definitely been that sense. And, and I think they all knew going into that Titans game that if they could steal one there and then you get the Raiders at home, you turn around and get the Panthers on the road, uh, they could have been sitting at six and five. And instead, uh, it's going to be a tough road to try and get back into playoff contention. What's Nathaniel Hackett's job status? Is his seat warm? Is it lukewarm or is it hot? Yeah, I think it's between warm and hot. I don't know what uh, adjective that would be, uh, but it's definitely not heading in the right Steaming. direction, I don't think. And, and, and the part that, uh, that's tough is to, tough to predict is, you know, the Walton Pinner group didn't hire him. Uh, and so they could easily, after this season, just clean slate and go get whoever they want to get. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that. Uh, I know some people even think that they might, you know, fire him if they lose on Sunday against the Raiders. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think that, you know, there's no real benefit to firing a head coach midseason. Uh, maybe towards the end of the year, you, you let him go and you start your, your coaching search a little bit earlier than everybody else. But uh, I don't see it happening just yet. Uh, and until they, they're completely eliminated from playoff contention, I don't think you can say that they're going to definitively, right? Because mm-hmm. as long as they have a chance, there's, you can't fire the guy. So I, I, and I also think, too, Justin, like, and again, I, I don't know if this is how they're thinking, but 
if you look from it, you know, from a 10,000 feet view, I don't think it's all Nathaniel Hackett's fault. Yes, could he do a lot of things better? And are they on pace to have one of the worst statistical offensive seasons in, you know, franchise history? Yes. But I think you have to look at the personnel and say, okay, we have to get a lot better in a lot of different areas too. And I think you also have to look at the quarterback play and say, hey, did we really get the quarterback that we expected when we, when we traded for him back in March? So I think there's a lot of things that go into it, but uh, I would say seat's definitely warm because you, you just can't have uh, this kind of offensive production and, and anticipate keeping your job, I think. What do you think happens on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I've got the Broncos. Um, you know, I don't know how many more times I'll pick the Broncos this year, and I, I think I've told myself a couple times now that I'm not picking them the rest of the year, <laughs> and I still pick them. I, I just think when you look at this game, uh, you know, the – the Broncos are a big mess. I, I, I totally get that, and there's a lot of problems. The Raiders, I think, might be a bigger mess, uh, and they're playing on the road. I think this crowd's going to be pretty rowdy and into it because Josh McDaniels is back in town. Uh, and so I, I kind of like the Broncos. Like I said earlier, if there's one team that Russell Wilson can get it going against, it's probably the Raiders. Uh, and so you you, you got to hope that some of those guys, Cortland Sutton, some of those young receivers can step up in this game, and I think they will. I still think it's somewhat of a slugfest. I think the Broncos' defense also has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder considering, you know, the last time they played the Raiders is arguably their worst defensive performance of the season and what Josh Jacobs was able to do on the ground. So I think the Broncos get it done in, in like a 17-13 type game. All right, George Stolia of the Denver Gazette and also the Colorado Springs Gazette. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at George Stoya, that's S-T-O-I-A, or find all my work on gazette.com. All right, thank you so much, and hopefully we can talk to you uh, down the road. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Justin.